Welcome to Ask Dr. Julie Hanks, a safe place for healing conversations that educate and empower you to prioritize your dreams, revolutionize your family, and personalize your faith. I'm your host, Dr. Julie Hanks, a psychotherapist and coach offering online courses and programs to help women all over the world heal themselves and their relationships. Join me here every week as I coach a listener through a specific challenge and empower them with tools to find healing. I am thrilled to welcome Hannah to the podcast today. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. I appreciate it. What is your question for me today? I have been thinking a lot about healthy relationships. That is kind of what I want to go into and my Mm. major. But I have often been finding myself in not the best relationships or things that like end quickly, just not really being able to recognize a healthy connection. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of my biggest question are what are key indicators of a healthy relationship and following up on that, what can I reasonably expect of myself and others in relationships? Cause a lot mm. of times I feel like I'm trying to gauge if my needs are wants or needs. If mm. that's just something that I'm kind of expecting of someone in this new relationship, that's too much and, you know, different things like that. So what, so the pattern that you tell me more about the pattern that you notice in your life with relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like often I have my interest peaked in someone and we start talking, maybe start dating um, and things like that. And it usually just doesn't last for a long time. Mm. They seem really invested the first week or two or three. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I get kind of this emotional withdrawal, or maybe it's been there the whole time, but I haven't necessarily recognized it because I'm just trying so hard to be like perfect in this relationship. Mm. Um, Okay. If that makes sense. (laughs) It totally makes sense. So in what early relationship did you feel like you needed to be perfect to get love? Yep. I've thought about this one a lot. Um, and I think it's really my relationship with my dad (laughs) that has impacted it most. Yeah. And so with your dad, does this, when you think about your relationship with your dad, does this feel familiar? Like, like it's, it keeps coming back in your current relationships. Like I need to be perfect to earn love. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's really hard to grow up and feel like you have to earn love. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what that would look like if you didn't try to earn love, if you were just Hannah. Yeah. What would that look like for you? Well, what's been interesting is actually recently in the last few weeks, um, I met someone who is different than these other guys that I've dated. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I, I don't know if it's a type or what it is, but yeah. I often date people with the same type of personality. And I wasn't initially like super attracted to this guy, like mm-hmm. planning on things working out. But what I noticed is that I felt like I could be myself around him. Mm. And I didn't really have to try to earn his respect or his attention. Um, wow. And he and I have actually been dating the last few weeks. Okay. And that this has seemed a lot healthier 
than my previous experiences, but it's still scary. <laughs> I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing. But yeah. it seems like I've been learning and kind of on the right track now with that. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. I love that you feel more at ease to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And in your past relationships, you playing a role of perfect girlfriend is probably what's pushed them away. Yeah. Because people don't connect to people who are kind of playing a part. It's hard to, like, it's a false self instead of just an authentic self. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're playing a role instead of being you. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I've even noticed that's kind of how I felt about other people in relationships, that they were almost doing things out of obligation because Mm. it was the role they took. And because of that, there was almost this gap Mm -hmm. of connection. So I never even considered that on the flip side that I might have been the one doing it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And we tend to replay our early relationships in our love relationships later on. Mm -hmm. And it's a way that we can, it's kind of life telling us like there's, there's some healing that needs to be done here. And you can heal that through therapy, through doing inner child work, and also through choosing healthier relationships and trying out being more authentic, which it sounds like you're doing. (laughs) Working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever asked people you're dating like for feedback about them? In previous relationships? No, Mm -hmm. because it just feels like I'm walking on eggshells Mm. or any form of communication that has to do with emotional and connection just feels like rocking the boat Mm. almost. But I feel like in my most recent relationship, there's been able to be a lot of communication of, well, what do you perceive about this? And I've been able to be open with, I actually struggle with OCD. Mm -hmm. So I have religious OCD and relationship OCD. And those Mm. are the two most important parts. And so it's just been complicated because we grow up in the church and the church says marriage is one of the most important decisions you will ever make in your life. You need to be so careful about this choice. But then they also say any relationship can work with God and effort (laughs) and communication. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Yeah. And that just feels really contradictory. And mm-hmm. I get really stressed about it. So yeah. I've been able to be open about that. Good. Well. Good. Yeah. Cause the OCD, you know, manifests itself in your thoughts and feelings and that anxiety about like, ah, am I doing this right? And so <laughs> that can be a barrier. But it sounds like in this relationship, you're able to actually talk about that. So it's not a barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can connect and, and actually say, oh, I'm kind of. I'm kind of obsessing about this or worrying about this or, you know, I'm struggling with this. You can be more authentic. Mm -hmm. Which is really a relief because I feel like in that case, I'm able to grow more and Mm -hmm. not have to feel self-conscious in a relationship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. (laughs) And so is there anything with your current relationship that you are afraid will get in the way? of this Mm -hmm. kind of feeling more like, like Hannah in the relationship? I think I've been so far on the other side of not being authentic that now being authentic feels really scary Mm. in the sense that I might not necessarily be 
too much myself, but I'm very, I'm a very communicative person. I want to talk about what's wrong. I want to analyze our situation. I want to really deeply and emotionally connect. And I think Mm -hmm. because I care so much about being authentic and like showing up in a relationship, I'm almost worried about the perfectionism switching sides. I was just (laughs) thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say switching sides, like trying to be perfectly authentic now, Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm I always have to show way. up as my authentic self. Right. And I love that you're aware of that because that will, that will come up and there is no such thing as a perfectly authentic self. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we all hide parts of ourselves and, and show different, different sides with different people or different situations. And so that perfectly authentic, emotionally connected centered self all the time doesn't (laughs) exist. Yeah. I struggle to remember that. (laughs) Right, right. And I know saying it and and believing it are two different things. But I I think noticing when that perfectionism, like, okay, I've got to be, I've got to be, that's actually not authentic. Mm -hmm. Right. You're (laughs) putting this pressure on yourself. And then when you are putting pressure on yourself to be authentic, what if you brought that into the relationship? Like, gosh, I'm feeling real a lot of pressure in this conversation to like be authentic and share my true feelings. And like, what if you just talked about that pressure? I feel like that just relieves it. It like kind of right. satisfies the need because then I, you know, genuine authenticity right there. Right. Right. So by saying, I feel this pressure, you know, and I don't know this person and how how much you've talked about your OCD and scrupulosity mm-hmm. and but that's like, that's being authentic is talking about yeah. how much pressure you feel to be authentic, <laughs> ironically, right? Yeah. Wow. This is, this is a cool experiment, this relationship that you're mm-hmm. in to experience something that's really different. Yeah. It's been really good because it's very opposite to what I've experienced, but it's interesting just always worrying about, am I doing this healthy? Almost like I can take any good value mm-hmm. and become obsessive about it. And that definitely gets in the way yeah. of a relationship. But it's hard because that's a good value at the same time. Like you do want to put in effort and have healthy relationships and connections. And so it's just kind of hard for me to find this balance mm-hmm. between just being myself and being okay with things being imperfect yeah. in the relationship. Yeah. But also seeing the mistakes and being like, okay, this is something we do need to work on and we need Mm -hmm. to fix. And I just decided life is all about balance and I have no idea how to achieve it. Yeah. (laughs) Life will, life will teach you, right? Life Mm -hmm. will teach you. So here, here's something to remember. Good relationships are not perfect relationships. They're relationships where people have ruptures or they have disagreements or they have times where they disconnect where they come back together and work it out. That's a good relationship, not a relationship that never has conflict or never has differences or never is unhappy with the other person. Mm -hmm. It's can you come back together after those things happen? Yeah. Not preventing those things from happening. Mm -hmm. And that makes a lot of sense, especially going back to the whole early childhood relationship Mm -hmm. type thing. Sense 
those experiences my dad and I have been able to get a lot closer and it kind Mm -hmm. of even though they had a negative impact on me Mm -hmm. I've been able to heal from that for the most part and so it really does change I just I tend to feel like I make a choice or I say something and I can't erase it like Mm. it's set in stone forgetting that later on down the road repair is possible Mm -hmm. like gosh I said that and I didn't really mean it I'm I bet that was hurtful. I'm really sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Repair. Repair is the definition of a good relationship, not flawless, no conflict, no mm-hmm. differences. It's two different people, right? Being able to yeah. work through <laughs> hard things. Mm-hmm. I love that. So in that case, I'm trying to shift my mindset on it from doing the right healthy perfectionist choices mm-hmm. to being able to make mistakes and repair. Do you have any suggestions or good principles about just being able to repair after conflict? Things like that? Yeah. Remember, you can always go back to something. So often we think, oh, it like I, I made this mistake and that that's it. Like it's over and I blew it. Instead of going, Going back to the relationship and saying, you know, last week when I was sharing about X, Y, and Z, I think I really hurt your feelings and I'm really sorry about that. Like I, I shouldn't have said that. And I want to apologize. Like you can always go back to things that have been said or done and try to repair it and ask for forgiveness. If you, if you've done something that was hurtful, you know, or just kind of clarify or those kind of things. So you can always go back and revisit conversations. <laughs> what are you laughing so, about? It's just funny because I feel like, again, previously, it feels like rocking the boat. Like, why would you, you know, if it's not broken, don't like fix don't. it, don't replace it. Right. Yeah. But that really just undermines our ability to connect with each other. And it almost yeah. feels counterintuitive, but, and it's harder. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it's important. So I like that. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Doesn't actually apply because it is broken. If there's a relationship rupture, some kind of trust or some kind of feeling is there's separation. And so that does need to be repaired. I think don't rock the boat is actually a better. It's like, oh, like he hasn't brought it up. So Mm -hmm. I I won't bring it up because we'll just pretend it didn't happen, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But when when something happens that ruptures the the connection, it's important to go back back to it. And and even if it's been a long time, even if it's been last month, even if it's been, you know, you can go back to it. That's really relieving to know because I feel like I often think about those things Mm -hmm. months later Mm -hmm. and just feel like, it might be uncomfortable for the other person to bring it up, but even if it's not for them, I'm still feeling disconnected mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about it. And if I can bring it up and apologize, even if they don't need it, like that brings peace on my side. And so I yeah. remember that I'm also part of the equation. And <laughs> An important part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's two people in a relationship. Yeah. So. Yeah. I actually had a situation a couple of weeks ago where a friend came to me and said, I think I might have offended you last week when I said X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. And I'm, I just want you to know I'm really sorry. And I was able to go, I have not thought once about it since I'm not offended at all. Like, we're good. 
But I was really glad that she checked it out with me because that could have her just thinking and ruminating about, oh my gosh, did I offend Julie? Oh, you know, that would impact our relationship, even if I didn't know about it, if she was Mm -hmm. holding on to it. Right. So that's just a really important skill to revisit things if, if it, it's not going away. But for you, it's really tricky because you have to go, is this a symptom of OCD or is this actually something that needs to be addressed? Is this my like best, highest self telling me this needs to be addressed? And so you have to kind of sort through self or symptom. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's definitely tough. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I've had to kind of find this space in between OCD and value where- Mm -hmm. I kind of separate them, even mm-hmm. though they feel really, really interconnected. And if I can still achieve the value without giving in to the compulsion somehow, mm-hmm. that's like the sweet spot, but mm. it takes a lot of effort. Yeah, so. definitely. And are you getting professional help for your OCD? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And it sounds like you want to go into a helping profession. Did I hear that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually considering marriage and family therapy. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I'm really excited. I've just always been, as you could tell, almost a little obsessive, (laughs) one could say about relationships. And so I think that's why the situation has been so frustrating is because in school, that's kind of all I study Mm. is healthy relationship dynamics and families and all these things. But I was still stuck in this pattern that I couldn't get out of. And so I was kind of like, how do I have all the knowledge? But no matter what I do, I can't, I can't break it. Yeah. But you are breaking it. Yeah. Step by step. (laughs) And that's why we're drawn to certain things. Ultimately, it's, it's personal, Mm -hmm. right? Like why someone goes into medicine, like you hear people's stories and more often than not, it's a personal thing while my mom was sick and I wanted to, you know, or it's like, For me, I went to therapy as a teenager and I thought I want to do this for people. That was so life-changing, you know, so it's, it's okay if it's personal. That's exciting. Oh, good, good, good. All right. Well, hopefully something that we've talked about today has been helpful for you, Hannah. Is there anything that you're going to take away from our conversation today and try out or kind of shift the way you think about it? Yeah. I really feel like I benefited from this idea, again, of repair. Mm. And afterwards, I feel like a lot of the time there's a sense of urgency Mm. that I have to get something done now or it's not going to work out. Or if I don't, if I don't fix this right now, it's going to be a permanent mistake and Mm -hmm. I won't be able to come back from that. But just remembering that people and relationships are dynamic yeah, and flexible, I think is really important. So just kind of (laughs) centering that with myself. I don't need to fix it right now, Right, it will come down the road and it will be okay. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh, well, I wish you all the best in this relationship and in your, your schooling. It's just been delightful to talk with you today. So thank you for your time. Yeah, of course. Thank you. I really appreciate all the advice and help. Oh, thank you so much, Hannah. Hi, friends. Have you ever thought of working with me as your personal coach? Well, I have a couple of openings 
for women in Utah or virtually all across the globe. And I would love to work with you. I'm a licensed therapist and I've been specializing in women's emotional health and relationships for nearly 30 years. And I've transitioned to doing personal coaching. I love it and I'm excited to work with you. I help women making career and life decisions, communication training, moving on after children have moved out of the home or after divorce, finding your passion in life, or creating partnership in your marriage and family. I also work a lot with faith transitions and mixed faith marriages. I'm confident that I can help you create the life you love. I can't wait to work with you. And you can use code 150OFF for $150 off priority coaching with me. Go to drjuliehanks.com slash coaching or email hello at drjuliehanks.com for more information. Again, that code is 150, so 150 off, O-F-F. thought, hey, I want to talk to Dr. Julie Hanks about this question. Well, now's your chance. I want to have you on my podcast. So email hello at drjuliehanks.com with your question and the reason why you want to be on the podcast. And we may just choose you for a free coaching session.